Vital Educators podcast is hosted by self-development coach, investor, and renowned educator, Ahmed Saqib. Ahmed will speak to fellow educators, young professionals, ordinary people like you and me about their life choices that allowed them to become successful in their careers. He will also delve deeper into the psychology and their perception of success, the good, bad, and the ugly. For young students, he will discuss techniques to help you with your learning and development. Ahmed is committed to helping you determine what you want to do in life. He will share his own life experiences of self-discovery and self-realization that has led him to launch this venture. So this podcast is for anyone who wants to know more about various paths to becoming successful in any profession or passion. Hi guys, Ahmed here from Vital Educators. So today I have, I've brought back an incredible guest that I had on. Um, uh, the episode that I did with her actually ended up uh, going a little bit viral and it was one of my highest rated episodes on the show. So I would really have a genuine pleasure to welcome Irina Buse back onto the show. Thank you so much for coming on, Irina. How are you doing today? Thank you so, so much for having me back again. It's really fun and I love this myself and uh, I'm doing very good. I'm ready to have very, you know, uh, good, fun, uh, entertaining discussion with you today. Of course. I mean, I'm sure you re-listened to the podcast that we did last time. How did you find it? What did you think of it? Uh, you know what? I love what you're doing to begin with. I really think this is um, this is what people really need. They, I don't think people understand how much they need you, you know, in, in this type of, uh, of <laughs> uh, enterprise, if you want, because, you know, everything starts with uh, education. And whenever we have a problem is because we don't know how to find a solution. And that is education. And because we don't have, you know, that mindset to come up with a solution right away is because we missed something. We missed something on the way in our training, which is education again. So again, in a world that, you know, shows up, with lots of problems, um, I think this is the, you know, the, the point to start. So Absolutely. I completely love it. Oh, that's very kind of you. I mean, I really appreciate that. Uh, and of course, the, um, the, the the interaction that you and I had last time was extremely meaningful. I've had a lot of messages from a lot of people saying that I need to have you back on again. Uh, so for okay. those of you who are listening who uh, who are not sure which episode it was, if I recall correctly, it was it was it was a, an episode that we were talking about how how people have different sort of mindset towards education and how can we change our mindset towards education, basically. So and and it was very well received. So I really appreciate that. So t- I know that you do a lot of work um, with a lot of startups. I know that you're a, yeah. you're a business coach uh, and you've done an MBA. So I want you to dive deeper into that, and I want you to understand um, your perspectives on, uh, on 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 obstacles that businesses are facing today, and how they can educate themselves better moving forward and and kind of protect themselves from these kind of pitfalls that they're falling into such as covid for example so mm-hmm. so I, I just so just for the just for the listeners so they can understand what you do could you kindly elaborate on what kind of work do you do with businesses mm-hmm. and, and and what kind of obstacles that you normally see uh, with startups yeah uh, well thank you for the chance to actually say something about this because <laughs> it's something obviously very dear to me um, I, uh, I work with, so I'm a, a mindset business coach 
and I work with people who want to start their first business. And that could be online. I usually help coaches and consultants. Um, why? Is because these are people who have accumulated experience, who have tried, you know, the you know, the suit that's, that is approved by everybody in society. And at some point, the suit didn't fit anymore. <laughs> and uh, I love to catch them at that time because that is an amazing point in everybody's life. This is when um, it hurts a bit more, but it feels like when you're 16 again and you feel like you can change everything around. Mm. Uh, and it's an amazing chance. And... Um, and yeah, that's what I do. I basically help people make that shift to, you know, to transform their, it's not only their career, many people call it that, but you know, once you go into details, it's a lot more than this. And, mm. um, and this is how it actually links with, uh, with what you do as well. And, and what everybody is basically responsible for in, you know, our own life's education is, um, is because when you, when you start something like this, it's, it's a huge shift, but people don't understand how much of a of a difference it is in the way you see life. And business mm. is not as much one thing that I do; it's just an extension of yourself. And and mm. and it's also what you said that what what kind of obstacles they face and uh, how they can uh, you know build resilience and cope with situations mm. like we have right now. Um, it's it's the answer is very simple is be yourself but this is one thing that we don't really know how to do mm, of course, of and course. it's it's developing that type of mindset um that can help us you know navigate through situations like this and when you start when you're um, an entrepreneur uh that's a huge difference in the way you see life versus when you're an employee Mm. Um, school educates us very well how to be good employees mm. uh, but we do not have training almost at all about how to be an entrepreneur and mm. and the thing is that when you start that and say okay I'm gonna learn and absolutely you can the biggest problem is not to learn the business skills you need it is how to be that person that can actually do mm. that job well and every day and it's not to do it well in the sense that you do not fail at anything. It's how you can maintain your efforts, how you can keep on believing and how you invest yourself, you know, properly and you're authentic every day in your work. True. Because this True. is not something that we know how to do. And, and even in our families, this is, this is not necessarily part of our culture anywhere in the world at this point, I find. Um, mm. And, you know, I was thinking of this and I... Um, it all makes sense because uh, when school was made available, when education was made available for masses back in history, Ferdinand II, I think, uh, they wanted people to know as much as they need so that they do what they have to, <laughs> right? You're right, you're right, absolutely. Um, so, uh, me, again, this is a very personal opinion. Uh, I find that... Uh, you know, masses were never offered more than what they, they had to know so that they performed that, you know, role in a generation's True. time so that they serve a purpose that is, you know, planned ahead of time by, you know, the leaders of the society. That's correct. Um, that's why the difference back in the 50s, you and I think we said that in the other episode, you would ask a kid, um, what do you want to become when you grow up? And they would say, I would want to have my own whatever shop or I want to it was more about 
uh, being an entrepreneur. Uh, nowadays, you go ask any kid you want, and most of them, vast majority, are going to say what kind of job they want to have. Mm. Why do you think? When do you think this this shift happened? Um, why do you think that has actually taken place? Because I'm trying to figure that out myself. Because I, I remember you mentioning that to me, and I was really shocked to to hear that in the 70s or 60s they said they wanted to have their own business. Children mm-hmm. used to say that. Mm-hmm. Now, why did that shift happen, and when did it happen? What caused it to happen? Well, look at how many corporations we have. Who's gonna work there if everybody wants to be an entrepreneur? <laughs> That's true. That's true. But how did they? How did that integrate into the education society, where you're specifically teaching kids um, about, you know, like maths and physics and chemistry mm-hmm. and biology, but you're not teaching them about about um, about taxes. You're not teaching them about money. You're not teaching them all the entrepreneurial skills. So yeah. why did entrepreneur entrepreneurship, I should say, as a subject, was taken out of schools? As a society, why did we do that? I don't think this is a, it's an essential point. I mean, we need to have that, but it's you know just enough so that we keep a you know a decent balance, if you want. And it's not in everything. Um, if if talent exists, then you know the large corporations, the big companies, are going to buy it. Uh, you don't have to That's start true. up your own thing, you know. Mm. Um, and you know, in a way, it, it's a in a way, it's a win-win because you don't have to fail bef- before you succeed if you want, right? Mm. So if if you're good, they're going to offer you a compensation that seems fair to you early in life, and and that's how everybody is happy. Um, but it limits you at the other end. If ever you mm. can do more than that, you can't in that you know context. I was going to say, you never really realize your true potential because yeah. you always worked as an employee. You don't know how far you can go, how far you can be stressed or what you could have been, basically, because you never really took that chance. Yeah. And you know what it is? It's um, um, and, and this is not my say, but, uh, but, you know, the thing is that you do not employ uh, people to tell them what to do. It's for them, talented people to tell you what to do. That's why you hire them. Absolutely. But, but that is not a case. Mm. Once you get hired, you're part of the plan. Mm, that's true. That's so very you true. have your own piece, okay? But then that's about it. <laughs> and that is the problem because, you know, that, that would be a very good uh, scenario. But the, the, the thing is that all those talented people, um, and everybody has a gift, by the way. Not everybody's entrepreneur, but everybody has a gift. Those people do not fit in in that context anymore, and they need to branch out. They need they need to be more than just that, and it's not only about money. Mm. And then they need to like they, they really feel like it's it makes no sense to stay there. They they need to develop something on their own. They need to be something that they they could not afford to be up mm. until that point in their life. And that usually happens in the late thirties when they have enough you know understanding of life. And professional mm. experience that they can put the two together, and they uh, they can attempt to to start something on their own. Um, the problem is that you know habit is uh, uh, is not easy to uh, to cope with <laughs> because now everything is new, and what you need to know is not what you what you used as an employee. And the biggest obstacle is actually a mindset. Uh, when you are an entrepreneur, you do all the jobs in, in that small startup. And the problem is that there's nowhere to hide. You are your own person. There, there, there is, um, if you have money blocks, there's nowhere to hide. 
you need mm. to face them and there is no other way to to fix that but looking inside and start from there that's um, true if you do not know how to carry the sales conversation let's say because this is a pop popular term you have to mm -hmm. to meet with clients and you need to sell right most of the people are not comfortable with that and this is also mm -hmm. part of the education that we had um and it could be a religion it could be a society itself it could be whatever we saw at home you know Mm. Uh, but most people are not comfortable with that and they might be a huge talent they could be you know an amazing business person but if they're not able to come across as a salesperson as well <laughs> they're not gonna make it Succeed. right yeah you're right yeah. you're absolutely right so so what kind of work do you start with with these people who come to you of course they've made it in their career and mm -hmm. now they're looking for that shift they're looking for a deeper meaning to their lives so how do you start yeah. with with them you know what? I like to talk to them right around the point when they, they feel they have the idea. They really know inside they want to start something, but they might not even know what, you know? And that is mm. an, an amazing process because I take them through this, you know, type of introspection and they're going to look uh, at themselves in a very new way and, and, and see uh, themselves from angles they never experienced before. And, mm. and, and it's amazing to, to actually acknowledge how much more you are than you used to think. <laughs> um, yeah, most of us actually uh, represent a lot more, even to ourselves, you know, to the, the harsh critic that, you know, we are. True, uh, true. When, I when think we... sometimes we just need somebody to believe in ourselves. You know, that's what we all yeah. really need. And, uh, and and I think you are a good passageway for that. I mean, if they're coming to you yeah. and you can see a potential in them, um, it's very easy to say to them, for you, of course, I, I, I presume, it's very easy to say to them that you can do this. You're, you're, you're made for this, you know, and help them realize that potential that is within them. So it must be a really fulfilling job to be in your place, I presume. Oh, absolutely it is. And uh, it, it's what you said right now. It's to make them see the potential because I can see it and, you know, somebody can tell you a thousand times something and it's like, okay, whatever. But when you feel it, when you, you resonate with it, that's when change happens, when transformation happens. And, and for me, it's just, that, that's a mindset coach. That's mm. when, you know, like they make you see things from a completely different perspective and you feel it. It's not only mm. that you see it, it's not only your head, you know, you True. really feel it inside. And, and wow, I, I never, you know, saw myself in that light. And it's also something else that uh, um, I help them with right at the beginning, um, Many times you know how you start doing something and it's all good, but you just don't feel it's completely right. Like some tiny thing is off. Mm. Uh, that is probably something, some element in your subconscious, you know, that is you're, you don't know yet. It's there, but you don't consciously know it. But that True. is at work. So mm. this is one thing that I actually like to go and explore with my clients to make sure that they capture that whenever they start their own business. Because if they do not account for that tiny element, that can grow and can sabotage them and they can fail if they don't, you know, make room for everything. So how do you become conscious about this subconscious element that you're talking about? What kind of exercise that you recommend? Yeah, we do exercises actually. Um, uh, let's try one of them actually right now. Sure. If, you, sure. if you are to make a, um, a list of people that you admire, that they, you know, okay. inspire you. And yeah, if sure. you can come up with like seven to How ten. How many? Seven, seven to, to ten. ten. Okay. okay. 
and they can be whoever it doesn't matter it can be uh yeah. you know yeah. oprah winfrey it could be uh <laughs> don't well, give me people uh, let me figure this out myself because i know yeah, if yeah, yeah. Then i'm gonna i'm gonna write them down um, <laughs> okay yeah, go ahead. Honestly, give me one second i'm on number four now oh wow um, you're fast it could be I? the mailman by the way if there's something inspirational oh, about true. them yeah of course your grandmother whoever yeah. you know true um that's a great point. So it could be literally anyone that anyone I've Anyone who to. inspires you. Okay. Who inspires me. There's a lot of business people who inspire me. So I'm mm-hmm. going to write those people down. Um, so you said 7 to 10, right? 7 to 10, yeah. It's okay. okay. You can stop at I've, 7 if yeah, you I've, have. Oh, yeah, I've got 7 people. Okay, good. So then on the second column for every name, go ahead and write at least one thing that makes you admire them. Mm-hmm. And it could be, I don't know, because uh, they have courage. It could be because they're successful. They know how to make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're compassionate. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. It could be that they like their family or they're involved with that, you know. It, anything. Okay, got it. Okay. Now when you look at all those words, is there anything repeating? Uh, One or two, yes. Okay, what are those the most frequent ones? Um, well, I just used a synonym for the same one. So mm-hmm. I used smart, clued on, and clever mm-hmm. for the same, for three different people. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much, you know, for you, that would be the, the baseline. For you, it's more uh, being um, smart. Like you really, uh, you are more into that, uh, into the left side of your brain, if you want. so for you it is more skills Mm. yeah so whatever you you start doing it has to be um you know based on on, in in that area Mm. um and then you know of course you go into list what else do you have there i have powerful i have hardworking. Mm -hmm. i have compassionate i have bold i have intelligent and i have innovate Okay, eighty um, percent of those link back to the same thing. Yeah, that's true. So if you are to group them and you look, just you know, split them into like a left brain and right brain, mm-hmm. uh, you are going to have a lot more of those on the left. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, by the way, makes sense for young people. Usually, it's the point, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's fine. And um, and then you would have to have the other part, like uh, compassionate. Yeah. That is also a value for you and, and whatever you start, you would have to have those represented. And, and sometimes people, you know, they say, uh, I admire my grandmother because I don't know what she did. Yeah. But they don't understand why. They don't understand how that, you know, showed up and how that would play a role in their business. Mm. The point is that that situation, whatever makes them, you know, admire their grandma is something that they it's very you know um deep mm-hmm. it's a part of them that they value mm-hmm. and it's something that they they um they kind of integrate it in their um, identity mm-hmm. and it needs to be represented in their business as well uh, in one way or another like again we work with categories it's not like we're going to take each and every one and you know build a case around them uh, but whenever you, you see trends, that would be, you know, the baseline. And then you build all the other elements. And, and of course, this is just the beginning of the test, right? Like we do more work than this. Um, 
but there are ways to actually integrate all those elements that in a job is impossible to put together. Mm. So, so based on these these elements that we've talked about right now, for example, you've mm-hmm. just so where do you think that I am in the right profession, or am I t- I've taken the right <laughs> path in, in in essence? I w- I was actually about to say that you know it's probably uh like at this point is and my by the way expected to change as you grow older of course. but right now I think you are doing what what you know you're called to to be doing uh, mm-hmm. because all this like smart and education they link together and yeah. uh, well I feel it, it in my gut I really feel it you know there when you I have go. deeper conversations I generally enjoy them I, f- I feel great and I think it 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 um uh, it revitalizes my soul when I when mm-hmm. I have a, a interesting conversation such as such as with you it 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 really makes me think deeper and deeper and I'd like to I'd like to kind of dissect my my way of thinking and uh, mm-hmm. I really enjoy that I really even like this little exercise and what you've just found out from this exercise this is so euphoric for me I really feel happy <laughs> I feel like I found an element of myself that I didn't know about and you've helped me realize that and so I really value that uh, so thank you for doing that I really appreciate it yeah of course you see for you it's very straightforward but many people you know come up with stuff that they never knew it was there <laughs> mm, wow and that's a shock many people you know they need time to sit with it and uh Wow, is it really that? Wow, I never knew. Like they really need the time to to settle the dust yeah. and to, to be able to go ahead. And this is actually part of the process. This is what I do with them. After every session I have with my clients, I, I need them to take at least two, three days to sit with our conclusion. Mm. Um, one other thing that we do um, is uh, finding the niche and uh, the, the market and the niche, you know. Oh, okay. And, How do you do that? Um, how do you, what would you recommend anybody listening right now? How do you get in? How do you find a niche that yeah. you're passionate about and you can really make a difference? It can be so many things and it's very personal and it links obviously with the first exercise that we did and, and more that we do in that stage when you find your idea. And then the market is a very large space, but then your niche goes really with you as a person and you are unique. And I'm not saying what you're going to do is going to be unique, but your voice is unique. The way you do it, nobody else can, you know? I agree. Because and, I feel uh, like the niche that I've picked, education, is quite saturated as well. Even in the podcast mm-hmm. um, level as well, it's pretty mm-hmm. st- saturated. So it, it it is difficult for me to kind of hone down and, and find exactly what I need to talk about. Because some people, for example, uh, let me give an example. Some people can just talk about science and their whole podcast is about science. Some people just talk about politics yes. and their whole podcast is about politics. Some people talk about business and their yeah. podcast is completely about business. Now, all of these are education-based podcasts. Whereas my podcast, for example, or this podcast, I, I shouldn't really call it my podcast. I, I really would like to reiterate that. I keep on saying that to myself. Um, <laughs> uh, what I was going to say, so uh, my podcast is basically on education. So I can have people from various backgrounds coming into this one hub and we could just talk about anything and everything. So but, but uh, so it makes me think like maybe my, my work is not niche and it's very generic. And if yeah. you were to listen to me and the and the sort of work that I'm doing, and you obviously have had a chance to do that, what would you recommend that I should be doing then in, in, in order to make it, should I make it more niche or should I just carry on with what I'm doing right now? I would make it more niche. And, uh, but again, this is my preference and it, it all comes from you. The, the piece of advice, because you asked me that and I want to answer and then I'm going I'm to go ahead and tell you why the niche, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is it should come from you. You know, there's a huge difference when you want a job 
mm-hmm. and you you know uh, you surf the net and you look at the the listings and you say oh I can do that oh this actually is something that I could do as well you know mm-hmm. this is when your reference is outside this is what usually people do and this is how we are educated to function now when it comes to business uh, you need a completely different type of approach it has to come from inside mm-hmm. basically when you look for a job before you even go online you think who am I? What do I like? What can I do? What I would like to have? And then you go online and see what fits that profile best. Hmm. Uh, and the same needs to happen with your market because it's, it's the equivalent of the same type of process, right? So now I'm going to give you an example. Why is that important? Because you speak to people and whenever you speak to people, they need to understand that you are talking to them. It's not, you know, the whole wild, wild, uh, you know, uh, whatever, jungle. (laughs) It's me and it's only me. And the moment you say what you do, they understand exactly that you are for them. And give me, uh, let me, let me, let me give you this example. You have a headache. Yeah. Uh, And you go to the pharmacy to pick up uh, whatever, something to help you, a pill, right? Mm -hmm. And you go and on the, the, the shelf, you see two jars and one says, uh, two bottles, and then one says for aches and pains, the other mm-hmm. one says for headaches. Mm-hmm. Which one are you picking? Uh, so I have a headache at this moment in time. You have a headache. Uh, yeah. So uh, I would probably pick the aches, uh, aches and pains, uh, and I will look at whether it actually tackles headaches or not. If it doesn't, then I'll, I'm going to pick the headaches. If it does, then I will pick the aches and pains because it's tackling more things with one. Uh, with one bottle so it's it's it, i guess it's better money well spent in that case if you know what i mean wow okay <laughs> but basically you are looking for something that addresses headaches that's true that's true if if there's nothing on the bottle to say that is for headaches mm-hmm. would you buy it uh, okay. or would you go to yeah no no then i won't i'll only look for something that has headaches that's that's correct yeah that's it so uh, but you see that's exactly what people do I mean, education is a large, vast, you know, area. But what part of education is for me? Like, education is interesting. Like, we're talking now about education in business. But what if they have uh, kids in second grade? Hmm. You know? But think of this. Let's say um, I'm talking about education uh, for kids between, I don't know, uh, uh, 10 and 14. Mm. Whoever is in that space for sure is going to come to you. It's true. Everybody else is not. (laughs) Maybe. You're going to have up to 20% people from other areas coming to you. But your client, quote unquote, is going to be there. So now it really depends who you want to talk to. Mm. You know, and that is going to come from your experience in life, from... The person that you are most um, at ease with, with the person that you're most passionate about serving, and uh, and and all that package, and then you know they they all evolve. It's coming. It's it's kind of a natural process. It's kind of going to to shape itself, you know, and it's going to tell you what the niche is, and it's That's going true. to come with you because again, you are growing as a person, and in time, you are going to to sh- shift attention. And you are going to be more passionate about something else. You are going to learn something that you feel is more uh, needed at some point. And you can either add to your offer or just change your offer. So how do I come to the realization of which 
an area of the market I need to serve or I'm born to serve. Yeah, we, we need to book a session. I'm going to show you everything. <laughs> it's, it's not going to sure. fit in a few minutes. That's the problem. No, no. But I can do that work with you. It's going to be my pleasure to do that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you for offering, of course. I, I'm just saying this is a very personal type of approach. And I, I love, you know, approaching business. And this is what I find is new with this new and, uh, you know, convoluted world. Mm. Uh, it has to come from inside because the point of balance is inside is not outside. As you can mm. see, there isn't much to hold on to on the outside. But the inside is going to always be there. And the, the more solid we build it, the, the, the more is going to... Uh, you know, be able to to support us through everything we want to do. And that's why I like to start from the inside and that's going to dictate what is going to be, um, you know, in execution, if you want, on the outside. Mm. Mm. Fair enough. So um, on this same trajectory, how do you then teach um, or, or how do you then uh, communicate uh, the idea of resilience to somebody who may have a business or may have a startup and is going through tough times because of yeah. COVID? You know what I think? Um, and, and yeah, this is a tough time. Uh, and it is a tough time because uh, partially because we make it a tough time. Um, it is a tough time because things do not go the way we expected. And that is because we expected them to stay constant or to grow. We did not expect them to go down. And that mm. is a mindset problem too, because uh, nature never worked that way. We of have course. ups and downs. And, uh, but that's another thing that we do not you know, learn from young. And we are not expected to, uh, to ever go down. Um, and I don't know how you grew up, but I know that many cultures are very performance oriented and every, you know, mark below the standard is, is a bad thing. And um, any, you know, uh, valley is not, is not a good experience and you are going to be criticized for that. And that's how we build this mindset that, you know, going down is not a good idea. Then uh, think of all the... The markets think today of large corporations, the way they make the plans, the way they want to grow every year and not by 1%. They want to, to grow substantially. Um, That's true. Everything that falls below that, uh, you know, promise, look at the financial markets. They're going to, you know, go into a huge crisis. They did not make mm. the, the plan. They did mm. not grow enough. This is not a natural model. And that is the huge problem. And the, the idea is that as an entrepreneur, you have to understand a couple of things that we missed completely when we grew up. Mm. First, failure is necessary. And without failure, we cannot grow. We do not understand what we're doing. And the second one, learning how to win. Because nobody is teaching you how to, how to you know, refill the tank. Nobody True. is telling you how to manage yourself because, you know, when, and this is going to answer your question, that day when you don't feel like getting out of your bed and mm. you feel like it's not worth it and maybe I'm not made for business and this mm. is not working at all and who am I in this? I'm a failure. I don't want to do this anymore, you know? That day is going to come and it's not going to be one day. But hmm. if you know it's going to come and if you know what it's going to look like, you can prepare ahead of time because your goal is actually to, to go somewhere. Yeah, you're going to go up and down, 
And sometimes it's going to be really low, but sometimes it's going to be really high. The point is to finally reach your destination. To be mm. able to reach your destination, you need to stay on course and not to follow each and every step because, you know, like the airplanes, 99.9% .9 of the time, they do not fly on the straight line that we see on the map. They course correct all the time. This is nature. This is life. And this is business too. Business mm. is just a way that we, you know, express ourselves. True. And, and this is how we work. Why would you expect business to be different than the way we work as people? Mm. And the more um, harmony you have in your life and the better you are inside, the better your business is going to be because this is just a reflection of yourself. And that's mm. why mindset is, is uh, very, very important. So at the beginning of your startup, you need to understand what to expect. And expectation is going to also reshape the idea of failure and mm. of win. And you need to have True. milestones and you need to know how to celebrate with yourself. You need to really know how to, we, we all know how to put in hard work and how to mm. feel depleted at the end of the day. But how mm. many of us actually know what to do so that, you know, they put back all that positive energy and the next day they, you know, they wake up and they're all ready to work. Somebody's listening to this right now and wondering what the hell, where do I start from? This is so hard. This is so difficult. Um, what would your message would be to them? And, and obviously you're talking about adversity and you're talking about times where I will feel that I don't want to do this anymore and, uh, and, and I'll have to fight through them. So what do you say to a person who's thinking about starting his own business right now? Should they be cautious? Should they consider these things or should they jump right in? Well, we are the same amount of people on the globe and the money is summer anyways. Mm. They might be shifting ownership. That's, that's true. But money exists. So it's just as good of, of a time as, you know, as it's always been. Uh, but you need to learn how, you know, to look at what works because it's not what it's been working. And that's the conflict actually and the, and the pain comes from trying to, uh, to fit uh, an idea into a model that's obsolete. Mm. And and now you, I think what really uh, works well, I, I think it's it's a it's a tricky time. Of course. But I think it's a good time to start something for two reasons. First, because oh, really? wow. uh, new markets are emerging mm. that have never existed before. Just think of the sanitizing whatever spaces and I don't know all that mm -hmm, stuff, mm -hmm. you know, like school buses that never used to sanitize before. <laughs> you know, just giving you an example, mm. you know, a trivial one. Uh, so, yeah, markets die and markets emerge. Um, and in the way people function, there are new needs that need to be addressed. And it's also because people have reached, and I don't think they, they stopped yet, it's, it, they reached a point of, uh, you know, of inner tension mm. that is bringing to the surface a lot of stuff that otherwise would have stayed buried inside. And that comes with the frustration of not doing what they needed in life. Uh, let's say somebody lost a job and then they see, I have nothing to lose if I really start something new mm -hmm. right now. You understand? So it, it's also this inner landscape that is going to, that right now in a time of crisis is more and more yeah. in your eyes, in You're your right. face. Do you, 
And so, yeah, you can look at, you know, that, that's the, the positive side of the mm-hmm. coin. Do you not think there's an element of luck involved? Though? I mean, those those sanitation companies, as you talk about, who are who are obviously selling loads and making loads of money. And of course, in the times of any time, whether whether it's a bear market or it's a. Uh, or 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 the or it's 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 high tides or it's a it's a good condition a good condition or bad condition the wealth transfer always happens um and 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 and, and money always gets exchanged from people i think there's a it's called a universal law of of money where it says that um even if everybody has same amount of money at one point it will always go towards the, to those who value it most so so the poor will always be poorer will stay poorer and rich will always be richer because of the mindset that they have towards handling money essentially yeah so my question would be yeah. is that um how do how do how do how do people plan for this then how do because obviously this don't i think it's, it was a matter of pure luck that people that this virus came and and people who were kind of who who started a business for example they didn't know what they were getting themselves into and this this thing just came out of out of nowhere basically and and that's why they're in a position where they're 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 going bankrupt i know a lot of business have gone bankrupt and and and, and are yes. claiming bankruptcy essentially uh, so what would you what would you recommend for people to plan for the future basically and how can they protect themselves from this um i'm not sure the point is to protect yourself from this because um i mean you can in a way of uh of knowing how to react to this but nature is cyclical mm. and luck is also cyclical it's not something that you have for life or you don't have for mm. life uh, right so depending on the point that you you know perform your analysis it can be you know that you're lucky or you're mm. not um, so if you really take a, um, a longer period of time i'm not sure if luck is really a, a factor in this like so, a lifetime okay sometimes i was lucky sometimes i, I was not hmm. and every business is going to to see ups and downs and things like this happened and they will happen and the way i see world going i think they're going to be more often and the point is what i would recommend because that's what you asked me is build that resilience inside when with the idea that you know um serve your client the best mm, today mm. and and what will really survive is your relationships with others this is what people fail to uh, to understand in business school in in the past and this is where i should i see the huge shift today mm. because everything is going to be people centered if you want it to That's last true. because those people that you have a relationship with are going to have needs and if you know them well enough you are you are going to know what they need and you are going to be able to serve them Hmm. That's that's a very good point. So, uh, but again, people have different needs at different times. So, how do you set yourself? Yes. Um, how you set your business up in a way where you are catering to people's needs in any time? I think there will always be, you know, the element of surprise, obviously, because we're just human. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I mean, that is going to happen. But, but I think what is more important is that uh, you are, you know okay with the idea of change even drastic change and uh, and you know that you you provision for that transition time and i i'm no you know guru when it comes to that mm-hmm. uh i can tell you how to start up a business but then i i can tell you for sure that what really is going to make you a success is knowing how to navigate 
uh, emotionally that period of time that is called transition. Mm. And people who see it as a failure or like a, a lack of luck, if mm-hmm. you want. Lack of luck. Uh, yes. Or like a, yeah, because we said luck, mm-hmm. so then I did not have it. <laughs> I didn't want to use, you know, a, a negative term here. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, those are going to be people who will need more time to uh, to accept what happened and to uh, to give themselves the chance to come up with a better idea of how to continue this. Fair enough. Uh, the the faster you embrace the fact that nature is like that and uh, nothing is supposed to go only up mm. or to to last mm. forever, uh, the faster you're going to be able to. Uh, get back on your feet again and uh, and do something else because honestly as long as you're alive you have to do something mm. well so the only thing you can change is the way you think about mm. it well one of the ways by uh, by which that i have kind of i'd say increased the factor of luck cuz uh, i was listening to this guy called ali abdal and uh, he actually uh, is a doctor in 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 the uk and he he's an entrepreneur as well so he has a really nice youtube channel and he's reading a book where it mentions that um there are certain periods in our lives where luck is involved so he was he was studying um a lot of the successful people in the world and he said that even yes. they say themselves that they, they it was luck that caused them to be where they are today and there's a, there's always is an element of luck involved basically and he says all he needs all mm-hmm. we need to do is to focus on how we can increase the surface area i.e. more people know about us more we educate ourselves more we go out and and and, and understand different perspectives it will allow us to kind of have yes. more chances or more hits at life so because we'll know Absolutely. more people so i think everything comes down to education because education can tackle the element of luck because more educated you are more you can maneuver more you're adaptable more malleable you are more you understand the market really well i guess my question would be that how can somebody because of this fast paced world that we're living in right now how can we how can we accelerate how can we be one step ahead how can um people like me who have who have a startup who've just started in these conditions uh, can educate themselves really well to set set ourselves up for success uh, hmm. i think part of the people listening to us right now might be you know disappointed but i also include this part of let's say spirituality to business and i really believe that you know if we want to be able to stay straight mm-hmm. you know going through our lives we need that piece of support of as well and uh, part of the education and part of that luck i think goes with uh, with the way we uh, we believe that we are supported in life mm. And um, and it's also you know the part of inner balance of that goes with it mm. as well, um, and um, and uh, yeah the fact that we started here well that's it's good for you, <laughs> and uh, yes you you need to educate yourself and I um, how can you be one step ahead you know what uh, when we say market that kind of feels very detached from the human mm. element market is people. Mm. I think as long as you stay in touch with people, you you kind of anticipate, you know what they need, you feel them. True. That's how I see it. Maybe because I am in this space of coaching and, uh, you know, consultants type of, uh, of a relationship, which is very much one-on-one, one-to-groups, not that much B2B. Um, but even that, I find the only way to be ahead is to always be in touch with your, you know, ideal client, if mm-hmm. you want. And this is where established business kind of lose touch. Uh, 
in time because they assume that that ideal client stays the same and they keep on creating services for you know that type of, of person and that person evolves and at some point if things don't work as well is because they probably there is a disconnect one of them changed mm. and the way i see that is pretend that you have no idea who that person is and constantly ask what hurts because they are going to buy from you something that doesn't let them you know um, uh, sleep well at True. night something that is burning and that changes. Look at these days. Like every week could be something else. That and if true. you do not keep in touch and if, you, if, you, if you're not in that close relationship with them and you do not listen to them and it's not what you think, it's not what you hear is what they say. You know, that's a huge difference. Mm. Uh, even on a one-on-one interview, if you ask your avatar, if you want, you know, your ideal <laughs> client, the biggest challenge is not to, uh, to say, I think I know what you're saying. No, you, you think nothing and you don't know what I'm saying. You record it and then you play it a thousand times until you get to the way they are saying it, not the way you That's are true. understanding That's it. That's true. And this is how you can stay in touch and, and be able to, uh, to serve those people and anticipate what they're going to need next. Mm, very valuable. Very valuable. Okay. Um, I think this kind of, uh, this a very nicely wraps up the conversation that we're having right now regarding business, regarding obstacles, regarding education, and regarding kind of adding that spiritual element. So you mentioned spiritual element there. So I think this is the last yeah. of the cold quadrant. This is the last part. How, how can how can we bring the spiritual element into business to do more positive work and to really make a difference? Because you're absolutely right. I mean, anybody can open up a business, but if they don't feel connected with that business, that business is bound to fail yeah. so how do you how do you do yeah. that i think the first step is uh you know when you when you think of your idea when you're really in the you know step number zero mm -hmm. of uh, starting your mm -hmm. business um and that i find uh, is you know uh, is a process that involves that connection with your inner self and whatever is greater and you believe in uh because it has to feel right. Mm. It has to feel like what you are called to be doing right then. You know, we all have a gift, but is this what is really for me right now? And that to me is spirituality, whichever way everybody gets that message, because, you know, everybody connects in a different way. But it's very important to, you know, to, to keep that channel open mm. and to make sure that you get th th those messages. And also, if you want to be able to go through everything that's coming every day in your business, you need to make room for that connection every day because that is going to give you the needed reset for your own energy, if you want, in, in very practical terms. But it's also a way to communicate up and down. Mm. And that's where, you know, inspiration comes. That's where when you connect with, with others in this network, you know, that we have, all of us, because we are connected. And this is how you you can actually stay connected with your ideal customer mm. because we are talking about that, you know. This is how you perceive that as an entity uh, that, you know, is on the same level and, and you, you constantly feed that relationship. That's why you're here. And as long as you serve that, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a relationship of, of two people, of right? And when you keep your end of the of the deal, the other one is going to show up as well. And this is how you kind of, you know, feed that win-win uh, um, situation. Mm. I serve you, you pay me, and everybody does what they're called to be mm. doing in the world. Um, 
and again, there are many ways, uh, you know, people can be religious and that can play a bigger role or they can be just spiritual and they have their own uh, ways to um, uh, to help their business that way. Maybe, I don't know, even quantum mechanics nowadays, you know, backs up all that uh, um, all that That's theory, true. you know, all that, you know, spiritual type of mm-hmm. knowledge that did not have as much, you know, practical mm-hmm. proof. But now think of those particles, you know, uh, that uh, they kind of uh, feel each other and they react like they're 14 miles apart and you um, perform an action on one. The other one that has split from the original one reacts as well and sometimes reacts even mm-hmm. before. That's true. Uh, so you know we are all connected in in, in this way again like if you, if you keep in touch with that side of, of the business uh you are probably more connected than ever mm. like no interview is going to connect you like that that's true you're absolutely right you're absolutely right and and i guess it's more about i think everything boils down to then practice 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 because i know i know a lot of people who aren't spiritual whatsoever but uh and then they're like we have tried it once or twice um to do certain things to access that i guess um Mm -hmm. that level of consciousness and they say that they they they, they are unable to do that so i guess my advice is to keep carry on practicing and kind of tap into that power that you or potential power that you have um so arena Mm -hmm. um how do people reach out to you well i think the the easiest way is to go on my Mm -hmm. website www.irinabuse.com i-r-i-n-a-b-u-s-e.com uh, they can find me on LinkedIn, right. Irina Buse. Yeah, I'm there. Everything is, you know, like if you need to know more about uh, the work that you do. my activity, it's all there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the social media. But the, I think the best is if, if you go uh, get me on my yeah, website. Of course. And your website. And LinkedIn. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. You've been absolutely awesome. Thank you. It and was uh, this has been an enlightening experience. Again, me being a young business owner myself, this is, and especially in education as well, this this is very enlightening uh, because my business has been hit because of COVID. Obviously, all the schools are closed and all of mm-hmm. that stuff is going on. So it's it's such an enlightening experience to to actually get to speak to you and understand your perspectives and how I can deal with these the, with these problems essentially and, and how can I become more empowered and more enlightened. So thank you so much for coming on and I will see you in the next one. Thank Take you. care. Absolutely. You too. Bye. This was Vital Educators Podcast by Ahmed Saki. Hope you enjoyed. Please follow or subscribe for more content every week.